Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Welcome to Parents' Rights Now. I'm Suzanne Gallagher. On Saturday, August 8th, I spoke at an amazing event, an Open Up Oregon rally in Salem, hosted by the American Patriot Society. You can find them on Facebook, and it was just a pleasure and an honor to be involved in that event. Amazing speakers. Uh, They're having another one on the 15th. That's next Saturday, August 15th, and I hope you will attend. Yes, we want our schools to reopen. Yes, we want to get back to work, but there's a little bit different way of looking at this, and I hope you'll stick with me and understand why I'm saying what I did. Parents' Rights in Education has worked hard over the last several years to build our base, informing parents and motivating them to action, right? That's what we've been doing. But something new is in the air now, and that's the Chinese virus. And in many ways, it has been a shot in the arm, a good shot. Not a bad vaccine, but a good shot in the arm. Parents barely have time to brush their teeth, let alone pay attention to what the government schools are doing, and even less memorize the names of their government servants. But now, Tiny Tony and Katie Brown have wakened a sleeping giant. They just woke. The public schools are self-destructing. Yeah, it's mostly about the unopening of the schools for person-to-person instruction and mandatory all-day masks. But now, the last straw in the state of Oregon is no school but virtual school. It's not clinically necessary, and it doesn't work academically. And we all know this is political, right? It's political. K-12 through education is the focus of our organization. The present state of our education system is dire at best, and we are falling short in every imaginable area, and then some. Comprehensive Sexuality Education Curriculum, or CSE, is mandatory in Oregon, K-12, through and has been since it became Oregon law in 2009. They are teaching our children to not just respect every other lifestyle, but to accept every lifestyle. Is that 
indoctrination? I'd say it is. We have a Washington State Parents' Rights and Education group, and they collected signatures placing a referendum, Referendum 90, on the November ballot to repeal their dangerous CSE bill. By the way, I want to remind you, if you live in Washington State, you want to reject, check the box reject on Referendum 90. Here's a sample from the three R's curriculum also used in Oregon schools. That's three R's. Seventh grade lesson tells kids that bathing together, showering together, oh, and mutual masturbation are good ways for building a connection while avoiding sexually transmitted diseases. Oral sex isn't really sex because you can't get STDs. That was shared by a teacher in the Kaiser School District. And what about the numerous role-playing exercises where one student tries to get another to consent to sex? Then there's that step-by-step description of an orgasm. That's read to students in mixed classes. Here's something for Oregonians, like Oswego School District. Kindergarten boys are coming home the first week of school asking, Mommy, what is gender? My teacher says I can wear a dress tomorrow if I want. Gender Sexuality Alliance Club founding leaders visit the freshman English class to explain why their club is important and that all students should join. When they came to this English class, three of the students asked to be excused from the presentation. They were shamed by their teacher for discrimination, homophobia, and told absolutely not. They had to stay and listen. Sherwood School District. A lawsuit was filed on behalf of parents in Sherwood School District. The district website featured information on how to stop racism. Recommendations included voting for only progressive Democrat political candidates, defeating all Republican office holders, and contributing financially to the above and Black Lives Matter, which, as we know, is a Marxist organization. Well, it's illegal for a public school, a government school, to have political bias. By the way, Beaverton and Lake Oswego were guilty also. Tiger Tualatin School District Superintendent Dr. Sue, in her weekly COVID shutdown staff video, says, quote, don't forget our motto is equal outcomes for all, unquote. Mandatory Unity Day was scheduled last spring, just before the shutdown. We spotted that, and we contacted our attorney, who sent them a cease and desist notice, reminding Tiger Tualatin School District what they were doing is illegal. You cannot make something mandatory with no excused absence. We also caught them teaching something to new fourth graders. Those are nine years old. It was categorized as social-emotional learning, but actually qualifies for critical race theory. 
teaching students to analyze culture, what's a family, perspective, and stereotypes. SEL is the term used in public schools, but it's all about the whole child, including character and ethics education, incorporating psychological insights and group dynamics. Instead of internalizing the truths proposed by their faith and their families, children are trained to rely on themselves, their peers, and the progressive culture. Progressive social norms become their moral authority. Uh, take a look at our website. There is a, a, a tab there for social-emotional learning. Parents' rights in education is forming additional state groups like crazy. Illinois State Representative LaShawn K. Ford wants the state school districts to remove history curriculum. She believes it leads to white privilege and a racist society. House Bill 4954 would require new school holidays, including Dream Day, to, quote, respect the spiritual and moral principles of peoplehood and involve the use of the colors black and white as a visual affirmation to practice these principles, unquote. This plays right into the critical race theory, white fragility, and the 1619 Project. I want you to understand, this is a national issue, and it is coming to schools across the country. What began as a push against inappropriate sexuality courses has now become a fight to stop Marxist indoctrination and recruitment of student militant activists Planned Parenthood runs a student recruitment program under the guise of sexual health and freedom. Their website, Advocates for Youth, recruits children from ages 14 all the way through 24, which I would consider to be an adult, right? Writing in the streets today is connected to the movement to sexualize young people beginning in kindergarten. Oh, yeah, students are groomed to question, then defy their parents and all adults except teachers, counselors, administrators, or Planned Parenthood advocates. In addition, students are taught to question and hate our country, to hate capitalism, the free market, and envy those who have worked hard and prospered. We see that as they are destroying property. Property in our neighborhoods, property in our cities. And by the way, they will be coming to your neighborhood soon. We've been hearing about that, the plans to, to go to the suburbs, take it to the burbs. Now, is it tyranny to teach respect for God, country, and the U.S. Constitution and family? I don't think so. But even more compelling, I ask you, is it treason for public schools to teach students to overthrow their government using militant force? Back to school. We know this is political, and parents are furious. Should we really go back to that school? Parents have diligently responded to requests for participation and feedback 
from the Oregon Department of Education and their local districts, only to discover that the real intent, schools will not open for class until after the presidential election. Emails don't work. Phone calls don't work. And even if you do send your child back to school, instruction is compromised. Mandatory masks, anti-socialization, and punishment if students do not comply is unacceptable. And I remind you, there is a 99.96, I'm going to say it again, 99.96 survival rate for the Chinese virus. These big government bureaucrats will not listen because they don't have to. And they don't care. In fact, they don't think you, parents, have a clue. I want to make it clear. I'm talking about big government bureaucrats. Not all or every teacher, principal, school, or district is the same. Not even every state is the same. We all know and appreciate good teachers and administrators who respect parents. They are as frustrated as you and I with the status quo. I know teachers who, who do not look forward to going to school every day. They are discriminated against. They are depressed about where they work. They love teaching and they love children. Otherwise, they would not have gone into the profession. But things have changed so drastically in recent years, many of them do not want to be there. Mark Thielman, superintendent and principal, joined the LC school district in July of 2011. He came to LC for the opportunity to run a preschool through 12th grade open enrollment school district founded on a business model and designed to meet the needs of all students. He says, I am forever a small school advocate. I love being able to directly be involved with everything at LC School. Unquote. Mark spoke at the Open Up Oregon event. He wowed the audience, with his commitment to his students and shared a story about the pressure placed on him to follow a pass-fail grading policy to be initiated during the lockdown. He chose not to do so, not to follow the directive for common sense reasons. And at the end of the school year, students were given grades. Mark represents those individuals we need in K-12 education. I believe what seems like a horror story right now, what's going on right now, is going to turn into a miracle. You will make your voice heard by unenrolling your child. Unenroll. Hey, teachers strike, right? Why not parents? Show the bureaucrats. We will not take this. Unenroll, and by doing so, local districts will lose funding. As they say, money talks. Send the most powerful message you can. Unenroll, and when you unenroll, you are in control. 
You can always enroll when and if districts are willing to listen to your requests. We know for a fact the teachers' union is against parents working with local school districts. They spoke loud and clear when they intimidated Malala School District to rescind the Parents' Rights in Education proclamation and replaced it with their own version requiring parents to work with teachers, not influence policy at the school board level, which is our right as parents. Choose homeschooling. Parents are creating cooperatives and hiring certified teachers. Some parents are staying home full-time and others are working part-time and sharing the responsibility with spouses or friends. Listen, we believe in American creativity and resourcefulness, and we know that you can do this. I know you can do this. Children belong to their families, not to the state, not to the teachers, and not to the teachers' union, and not, definitely not, to any other bureaucrat. We believe parents have the final say, and they call the shots. Please, stand with us, speak up, and join our cause. This is Parents' Rights Now, and I'm Suzanne Gallagher. forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information and you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe School Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.